0: Good evening. I want to welcome you to Wednesday evening chapel. This is our second ASG service for this year. But just think, this is our last regular chapel for the 2012-2013 school year. So after that, two weeks. Stick it out, (laughs) y'all. So tonight as we come together, Joel Patton is our pastor this evening, so let's welcome him my brother and my friend. (laughs) So this evening, let's say our verse together. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind, a sound mind. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I came down here today and picked up, me and my wife came down here today and picked up our robes for graduation. And I was just thinking, you know, the last two weeks I haven't had much of a sound mind between campus schoolwork and online school work and interviewing with churches and flying to South Carolina to preach and then flying back here and driving into Denver in a blizzard to pick up my children and then try to make it back home. Me and a sound mind haven't been real close lately. But thank God that he gives us that sense of peace. He gives us that, that feeling that no matter what we go through, he's right there with us and that should calm our minds. I know the last two weeks of any trimester, let alone the school year, we're busiest students. And all the professors sitting back there just grinned. (laughs) But we are busiest students. We have papers due. We have projects due. We have exegeticals due. We have all this stuff due. And fortunately, these men sitting back here in the second to last row, they're the ones who get to reap all the benefits of that and have it all graded before the end of the third week from now. So (laughs) God bless you all and good luck with that. So let's stand together this evening. Let's worship God.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. We thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for the price you paid. Bearing all my sin and shame, in love you came and gave amazing grace. Thank you for this love, Lord. Thank you for the nail pierced hands. Wash me in your cleansing flow. Now, I know you're forgiven. And gave amazing grace Thank you for this love, Lord Thank you for the nail-pierced hand Wash me in your cleansing flow Now all I know Your forgiveness and amen let's pray together tonight
0: father oh god we thank you tonight for that worthy lamb that lamb father god that you sent to bear our sin and our shame on an old rugged cross lord that father god lord to forgive us for our sins to give us a sound mind god to not give us a spirit of fear lord but that, that, that spirit, Lord God, that says, yes, Lord, we know who you are. Yes, God, we hear you when you call. And yes, God, we heard you when you called us to this place. Tonight, Father God, as we hear the words that my brother Joel has prepared, Father, the messages you've given him, Lord, I just pray you would bless him, Father God. Hide him behind the cross tonight. Father God, I thank you for his willingness. I thank you for his heart for ministry, Lord God. So, Father, tonight, I just pray, God, you would give us all that sound mind. That, Father God, we can quiet down the cares and the worries of the day, Father, and just hear you speak to us this evening. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. And Father God, as always, we're careful to give honor, glory, and power to that Lamb. For it is in the name of that Lamb, Jesus Christ, that we pray this evening. Amen.
2: Amen. Evening. What a song. Tell you what. I love to preach. I love to talk. I love to teach. But boy, I wish I could sing like that. Something about the sound of music brings the Spirit. and I like to sing, but uh, only in the shower and where other people can't laugh. But uh, thank you. That, w- that was wonderful. You know, we had a little decision to make before chapel service. There was another song scheduled, and talking about it and discerning about it for a few minutes, uh, I, I kind of doubted it didn't go along with the flow of the service tonight. But, you know, I think it was the right choice. We're talking about a sound mind all chapel season, all this year, we've worked up to this final thought, a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. You know, praying about that, working on that this week, and thinking about it, I keep going back to the NIV version when I read that. And NIV reads, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, And here's the one that gets me, self-discipline. Sound mind, self-discipline. How do we define those? Talking through the week, talking to a few folks this week, and asking the same question or what the question was is, what's sound mind mean to us? What's it mean to you? What's it mean to us? I got a plethora of answers. Some of them fit, some of them didn't. But as I started researching and praying about this and going back and forth with self-discipline, it made more sense to me. I hope it makes more sense to you this evening. When I think of soundness, basic definition of soundness, that was the biggest one. You look up in Webster's Dictionary, soundness means several things. And the thing that kept coming back to my mind was a movie, and I'm trying to remember who the actor was, but it was The Perfect Storm. Anybody see that one? They're out on a boat and whatnot, and I don't know why it clicked, just watching that perfect storm and seeing life and the patience and the confidence that they had, but a sound ship. As a mariner, when you start going out on the sea and these fishermen they go out there and they, they devote their lives to fishing, but the first thing they always do is they check over that boat. They go top to bottom, side to side, they check the hull, they check the stir and the aft. They make sure the ship is sound. And that soundness is I think what we're looking for tonight. What we're what we're trying to fish for is get the answer is soundness. Are our vessels prepared? for whatever storm comes up. Are our vessels prepared for the work God has called us to? As I started praying about that more, I just started clicking. Okay, soundness. What is a sound mind? I'm going to try to walk through that this evening a little bit. One of the things that popped into my mind is my history, my past. And I remembered an old instructor back in the military saying at one point in time, I was fixing to head over to Korea, and they had a training camp that was six weeks long over there. And the training consists of Prisoner of War POW training. Uh, It was quite intense, um, to be honest. Uh, I wasn't sure I could make it through at the time, and halfway through I wasn't sure I was going to make it through at all, but I remembered what he kept teaching. He looked at me and he says, the mind and the body don't always travel together. I'm like, huh, that means absolutely nothing to me at the time, but as we got closer and closer and closer to graduating the training, it started clicking more and more and more. It still really didn't click. At the time, I wasn't walking as close with God as I should have been. We kind of had a separation of ways. I was doing my duty in the military and church wasn't the most important topic. But about four days before graduation, out of that camp and being released from that, I didn't think I was gonna crawl out. I didn't think I was gonna make it. I started praying, started doing like a lot of us do. When the times get hard, we really lean on God. We start remembering our teachings. But as I started praying about it and remembering my upbringing in the church, listening to my father and many other pastors, without God, there is no soundness. Without that faith, without that understanding of the possibilities and who we walk with, I think sound mind actually made a point for my understanding. Anyway, let's build off that today as we walk through. A sound mind is very essential and important in living as a Christian. Right thinking leads to correct living, The heart refers to our emotions and feelings, whereas the mind refers to our thoughts, thinking, imaginations, comprehension, and logical reasoning. Having a sound mind is very important because we move, make decisions, and act according to the perceptions and comprehension of our minds. As the saying goes, what you think you generally are. Eternity depends on what we think of Christ and our relationship with Him. A sound mind, starting off, a sound mind is a pure mind. As we go through Scripture and listen to the messages, listen to the understanding, we start getting a, a comprehension that a sound mind is a solid mind, a pure mind, a healthy mind. We see over in Second Peter 3.1, he phrases, I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. As I read through that and started understanding what he was talking about, he was, was teaching the, the, the simple understanding that he was trying to shake them up a little bit when he was talking to them. He shakes up their, their pure minds by a way of remembering what Christ had said, by a way of remembering what Scripture said. We have to allow ourselves to work diligently and be dependent on Christ, to be dependent in the Word, to be dependent in our relationships, our prayers to keep our minds sound, but it starts way back with our relationship, our hearts, our spirits. A sound mind is a washed clean mind, washed clean by the Spirit of Christ. Over in Hebrews, we see 9.14, how much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from act to lead to the death, so that we may serve the living God. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Actually, I'm going to go 9 through 11, uh, 1 Corinthians. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, make male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, ten, nor thieves, nor to the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 11, and that is what some of you were. Catch that word, were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Going back, a sound mind only comes when we're washed clean. Only comes when we walk with Christ. Once our relationship builds and we grow stronger, we find salvation and sanctification, and we walk in the Spirit, we walk in the relationship, can we begin to find a sound mind? A sound mind looks like a renewed mind. Romans twelve two says, "Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God will, or what God wills is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. A sound mind is a renewed mind. We see." We're not supposed to conform any longer. We're not supposed to live in the world any longer. We're not supposed to fall prey to our worldly teachings. Only through our relationships, through our teachings, through our understandings can we grow our lives, our hearts, our spirits, and eventually put our minds in a place that God wants them to be. A sound mind is structured and taught by truth and doctrines of God. Going back into Second Peter a sound mind is structured and taught by the truth. You know, I, I played with that one for a while and prayed about it and kept thinking what verses fit or where can I point to? And my my mind and my heart and my prayers kept taking me back to Second Peter 1, 5 through 10. It says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to the goodness and knowledge, and to the knowledge and self-control, and to the self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance and godliness. Verse 7 And to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9 But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind, and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. Verse 10, therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall, and you will receive a rich welcome in the eternal kingdom of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A sound mind is structured and taught by the truth and doctrines of God. I'm gonna pause there for a second. Over the weeks, I get to work with many folks. Both in the church, they're working under Pastor Will Mackey and Professor Mackey. Uh, as a chaplain, working in some of the homes and hospice facilities, I get to spend a lot of time with these folks that are in a different place than most of us. Some of us are starting our Christian walk. Some of us have been here for a while and accepted the call. Some of us are graduating this year and going on to pastor a church. Some of us that I get to deal with have spent their entire life either away from Christ or with Christ and now an are facing the hard reality that they don't have in a few days, a few weeks, maybe a few months. I have to be honest with you. It took me a while to get used to it. It took me a while to get used to how to deal with them, to acknowledge them, to love them, to understand them. But the truth is, overall, is the folks that believe in God, the folks that have been diligent to the church, to the Word of God, to their faith, to their relationship, to their walk, their mind is sound. They struggle a little bit. There is no perfection. They question a little bit. But as they go through this steps of grieving and the steps of the dying process, they look at things way differently than we do if we're not in the church, not in our faith. They handle it a lot differently than we do. As I was talking to one gentleman a while back, He had spent 69 years in a church. It was Episcopalian church just across there by the Broadmoor. The gentleman was one of the people on the planes that dropped one of the bombs on Hiroshima. 69 years, he had served, in his words, served God, served the church. And as we worked through the process, he started crying one day, and this was a frail old guy. Uh, I'm trying to remember. He was well over 90 years old. He looked at me one day and he says, he says, Chappy is what they call me. He says, I can't find peace. I don't understand. He says, I can't find peace. I said, well, what peace are you looking for? He says, how can I, with what we did, be forgiven? How can I go to meet my maker? How can I face what I have to face when they tell me I only have a few days left? How can I know all these years what, what to look for? How do I know I'm right? And he started questioning it. Two sides to that really intrigued me. One, that he was honest enough with himself that he could dig for those answers. He wasn't left blind. Two, 69 years in the church of his choice, what he was taught up in, and he couldn't find peace. I was grieved. I struggled with that one. I had to be honest with him and tell him, I said, I don't know the answer to this one. I need to pray about it a little bit. He was getting sleepy, so we went on a lot our ways. The next morning, I went back in with a cup of coffee, and we started talking, and it was kind of nice. Um, he had prayed and understood the facts that his own words come to me. He says, I don't have the truth. I don't have the right doctrine. I don't have the right teaching. He says, I need to find it, and he started flipping through the Bible. We were blessed enough that the diagnosis was wrong. They had only given him a few days. He made it about six months. By the time he passed away, he was laying in his bed in a coma, had not spoken in about four or five weeks. Wake up just long enough to take a little drink. Had withered away to about 60 pounds. He was 180 when I met him. There was nothing left of him. He sat straight up one afternoon and looked right at his wife. He hadn't spoken in a while. You guys have to understand the picture. He, He hadn't spoken in a while, was incapable of speaking. But he sat straight up and looked at his wife, and he says, I love you he looked right over at me and he put thumbs up these little frail hands and he says I found it. I have to be honest with you I cried as I leaned over he laid back down instantly and passed away. That was the last words he said. But that process a sound mind is structured and taught by truth and doctrines of God. Folks that's what we do here. Nazarene Bible College has been around a long time. I remember sitting in this very chapel as a small child. I remember sitting in the classrooms as a wee little guy. It's been a long time. But as far back as I can remember is we preach the truth. Our doctrine stands for the truth. Not that other doctrines don't, but we only find truth with a structured teaching, when we stay true to the Word, when we follow God's Word, when we get rid of the politics and we start looking at the the meat of the Scripture, then we can understand and have this committed, diligent, honest relationship with our Christ and Savior is when we know truth from not truth. Can you imagine 69 years thinking you're serving God? to be told that you're not gonna live much longer, to have to make those decisions and questions, to realize that you wasted 69 years on something that didn't teach you what peace was, that didn't teach you forgiveness from God, that didn't teach you honesty and truth. To me, that brought out one thing for me as I prayed about this over the last few weeks, is if we're not diligently being introspective, if we're not diligently checking ourselves are we cheating us, God, or those around us? Something to ponder about. A sound mind also looks like a patterned mind. A sound mind is pattern after Christ. If we look at Philippians 2, I'm going to read 5 through 11 of Philippians 2. Uh, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. I could stop there. And as I kept reading through this, I, I said, no, I, I've got to go a little further here. A sound mind is patterned after Christ. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Verse 9, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen? Folks, a sound mind is patterned after that of Christ. A sound mind is also a humble mind. 1 Timothy 6, 17. Command those who are rich in the present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. A sound mind is a humble mind. A sound mind also looks like this. A sound mind lives as Christ and looks to the things of God. Let's look at Colossians 3, 1. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts to things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2. Set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in the glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to the earthly nature. Because of these, the wrath of God is is coming. You used to walk in these ways, it reads, in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and the image of its creator. Here there is no Greek or Jew, Circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Sumerian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and to be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, and you teach and admonish one another with all its wisdom. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts, sing them to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the God your God, the Father, through him. A sound mind. A sound mind lives as Christ, follows the examples that he follows. I stopped today on the, in between my jobs to get a haircut, uh, ended up just having to see a barbershop that I had never seen up there by King Supers on Powers in Stetson Hills, just back in there. Walked in. There was nobody in there. Two ladies. They flipped a coin to see who could cut my hair. They did. It was kind of funny. I'm like, okay, I don't care who cuts my hair. It's pretty easy. You shave it off, and I look like a military again. This little short gal with dark brown hair. She says, "I win." So she set me down in the chair, and she says, "My name's uh, Samantha." I said, "My name's Joel." She says, "Guess what?" I said, "What?" I says, "What?" I says, what? She stopped, she didn't say anything. She starts putting on my thing. I said, you said, guess what? She said, yeah, I'm pausing for a second. She says, I'm trying to get this done. And guess what? I said, okay, what? She goes, I found God. I went, amen. <laughs> kind of cool, sat down in a chair. She says, I spent the last five years in a church, she said, and she named it, I won't name it. She says, I never got anywhere. She says, I was lukewarm. She says, I thought I was saved. I thought I was doing this. She says, we didn't follow Christ. She says, one of these missionaries come to do a talk someplace. She said, I don't know, I went with my sister to her church. She says, something hit me that day. She says, I had to go to the altar. She says, all this time, I thought I was saved. All this time, I thought I was working with God. All those years, I thought I was doing the right thing to find out I wasn't living as Christ did. She says, it was cool. She says, it's been a little while. She says, I'm excited about it still. I tell everybody. She says, some people tell me to be quiet some people aren't so polite I said I understand she says but I do have a question she says do you know anything about God I says not much I keep hoping to learn more but the honest answer was not much I only know what I can read and what I've been taught she says I got talked into teaching Sunday school she says a little four year old kid looked at me he says how do you know if you're saved And she goes, hmm, a four-year-old. Interesting question. She says, and then he followed it up with, do we have to be perfect like Christ? He says, because I'm having a hard time. He says, my mom says I'm probably not saved because I'm not being good. Don't even want to get into that one. Kind of broke my heart that a mom would tell a child that. But she says, the question keeps coming back to me. She says, are we to be perfect as Christ? I'm still struggling with this one. I said, you know, we teach that. We teach Christian perfection. We teach a lot of things. I says I struggle with it myself. I said, I don't know the right answer. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know if I can give you the right answer or not. I says, but the one thing that I've leaned back on, and maybe I'm wrong, so please clarify, and I clarified, I clarified what's that word? Clarify. That word, thank you. Uh, that I may be wrong. But I've been asked that question a few times. I don't know, are we to be as perfect? And was Christ perfect? I said, Scripture teaches he was sinless. See, the little boy went a little further. He says, when Jesus was growing up, did he get in trouble? Don't know. I said, I don't know. I said, but when we think of sound mind and serving as Christ, the thing kept coming back to me as I studied this week that everybody strives for this perfection. And then they go home depressed. Everybody prays and serves and sings and lives and stays in the Word. And then they go home kind of beating themselves up because they can't be as perfect. I'm not saying we shouldn't be. Please don't take it that way. But it did come back to my mind as I was going here. Jesus Christ, our Savior, was sinless. Maybe that's what we're supposed to strive for. Maybe that's how we find the answers if we quit striving for perfection and live the way he lived. Maybe it's a play on words. I don't know. Something to think about. Sound mind is a powerful mind. This is the part that got me the best. A powerful mind. What does that mean to us? Sound mind is able to discern good from evil. It's good power. To be able to discern is this person good? Is this person evil? Is this word good? Is this not evil? We see Hebrews five fourteen. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish from good and evil. You know, as I read further into that, the teaching comes out to me loud and clear. I've heard it my entire life is if we don't stay in the word, if we don't stay diligent with God, if we don't seek, pray, find, learn, understand, we can be misled so quickly we can run down so many rabbit trails that we waste our entire lives serving the wrong god sometimes i guess is what it looks like romans 12:2 we see do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what god's will is his good pleasing and perfect will think about that for a second Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, a sound mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is God's will, or what God's will is. I think maybe that's one of my biggest struggles, if I have to be honest with everybody, is through my career, both in the military and the church, through my time here at NBC and I think I've been here now 26 years, 27 years, working on the same thing. I don't know. been here a while. What is God's will? What is it in my life? I wake up in the mornings and I pray diligently. I I serve with the same church. I serve with the chaplaincy. And one day I I know for sure that His will in my life is to do this. Then something strikes, and I have to question that will. What path am I supposed to be taking? The only answer I can ever find is staying true using that soundness of mind to pray, to diligently seek, to find, and understand that His will doesn't change. Sometimes it's our influences that change. As we process through that, it's something to truly think about. 1 Corinthians two thirteen sixteen. 16. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolish to him, and he cannot understand them. Because they are spiritually discerned, the spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ a sound mind is able to discern good from evil. How many sermons have you heard in your career, both Sunday school growing up, putting on the armor of Christ? I used to think as a small child of David going into battle against Goliath when they put all the armor of the king on him, and it was too heavy for him to carry, and he ended up taking it off and walked into the battle with a slingshot. But every sermon I hear, it's got a little tweak to it, a little play to it, but this armor of God that we talk about is staying true to the Word. Folks, I've I got to tell you, to get to a place where our mind is sound and we're true with the Word, I think is one of the greatest armors we can put on as far as our service to the kingdom. Last but not least, a sound mind is a positive mind. A sound mind stays faithful. 2 Timothy 1, 12 and 14, that is why I am suffering as I am, yet I am not ashamed because I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him for that day. Verse 13, what you heard from me keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And we know that all things God works for the good in those who love him. Sound mind feeds on the virtues that we're taught. It helps us teach. It helps us understand. It helps us battle. Those are just a few things that I come up with this week that allow us to understand what a sound mind looks like. It may not hit you like it hit me. I wish it would. In my time, and I've got to be blunt with you and honest with you here, guys, I have struggled in my own walk, much like I'm sure many of you have. Some of us here are just starting our careers at NBC. Some of us are graduating, like I said. Some of us are starting our ministries. Some of us are starting our faith walk. Some of us have been in it a long time. As I look back, And I understand or tried to understand what does God mean by a sound mind? What's it take to have a sound mind? You know, I brought up the military and I have to be honest, a healthy mind and a sound mind are way closer than I thought. A secure mind in faith. All the teachings in the world. When we were dropped into a battle zone, when I got guys that was setting south on our globe, taking heavy fire, still serving God, had found my way back to Him. My job at the time, I was a sniper. I set up on the side, and I was protecting my team of five. Things went south, looked down. Three of my guys were down. They were gone. Two of them pinned down. It wasn't my training I leaned on. I got to admit, I was scared, I struggled. I fought. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to, how to pull this one out. And I started thinking right away, this is ugly. We're not going to make it out of this one. But a peace came over me and realized, it's not about me. It's about God. I got to tell you, I don't know if I was praying more or pulling the trigger more, but we walked out of the, the three of us. We were able to make it back to the helo. We were picked up brought back. Since then, I've been up Down, up, down. My career here at NBC, I've had my own struggles. I've hit my wall a few times. I've crumbled a few times. Just when I think my mind is sound and I got the right answers and I think my heart's in the right place and I think I've learned enough and I think I'm strong enough to take on the world, something kicks me square in the forehead and I crumble down and I have to go ask for advice from God. I have to pray. I have to go sit with one of our our wonderful instructors back here and be led again. These guys are awesome at putting their arms around you. I'm just telling you. Not one time, not one time in the years I've been here, and I've been here a little while, have I ever not felt love, patience, kindness, strength, teaching, honesty, but never condemnation, never judgment. If you want to know what a sound mind looks like, If you want to walk out of here, whether you're graduating and fixing to take a church or you're just starting your career, here's two ways. That's what it boils down for me today. One, take a look at Christ. Stay in the Word. Stay true. Stay prayerful. Two, much like everything else in life, we look at our examples. We look at our mentors. They're sitting behind you guys. They're all over the campus here. They're sitting over here. These guys here have dedicated their lives to teaching, to loving, to confirming, to helping us out. If you want to know what it looks like, take a second and use them as an example. They're here to teach. Before we close, I want to ask one quick question. Miss Katie, can you share with us what you find in your career so far a sound mind looks like? Turning it on? Mm. Just talk loud. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So it helped, right? I think that's the point here. Guys, let's close. I'm sorry I went over a little longer. As we walk out of here today, pay attention to your professors, your instructors. Pay attention to your preachers, your Bible. The armor of God comes in handy as we face the battles of college, life, problems. But this sound mind that we've been talking about, it's a must. Dig into it a little bit. Find the answers that you need to find for yourself. But make sure you stop and pay attention to what God has to say about it. Bow your heads with me, please. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity that we've been here this evening, that we get to share your word a little bit, that we get to talk about such a diligent subject. Lord, we ask that you allow the Spirit to come over these folks and this soundness of mind that we've been talking about all year and that we're ending with right now, that you help us find it. You know, some days we're there and some days we're not, Lord, but that balance comes from you, it comes from your spirit, it comes from your words, it comes from your teachings. Lord, we ask that you allow all of us to set in and be the examples to be of that sound mind that we can carry forward your word, our ministries, our lives as Christians, and our servitude to you and to those that you love. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings that you've given us, both in the past and those to come, Lord. We ask you to. Leave with us this evening to watch over us, to allow us to learn. Lord, we thank you for all these things in your son's name we pray. Amen. Dismissed.